there are at least two ways to see the Messiah's presence in the Old Testament. The chief would be the Lord's messenger. Dr. Reed Lessing, co-author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for September, The Messianic Message, Predictions, Patterns, and the Presence of Jesus in the Old Testament. The second way we see the presence of Jesus in the Old Testament would be through God's glory. Learn more about the Messianic Message at issuesetc.org. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, he healed the sick and afflicted. And he raised in Psalm 24, King David calls God the King of glory and the Lord of hosts. What does that mean? And he says those who are worthy to ascend God's holy hill are those who have clean hands and a pure heart. So how does anyone ascend God's hill None of us have clean hands, much less a pure heart. Welcome back to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We're going to be teaching a Sunday school lesson on David worshiping God in 2 Samuel 7 and Psalm 24. Pastor Tom Baker will be our guest. Then it's part 10 of our series, Kids Have Questions. Pastor Jonathan Connor will be our guest. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel for almost 30 years. He met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Thank you. What does it mean that King David went in and sat before the Lord? Yes, that's in verse 18 of chapter 7 of 2 Samuel. And when you have a question like that, you need to allow Scripture to interpret Scripture. What does it mean that he went before the Lord? This is found out in the previous chapter, chapter 6, actually, when David brings the ark back to Jerusalem. In chapter 6, verse 13, David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obadam to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened animal. Now, you ask the question, what did it mean that he went before the Lord? The same language is used in verse 16. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. Same words, before the Lord. He was therefore at the Ark of the Covenant, and he therefore went into where, of course, that was the place of worship in order that God may talk to him. And that's how that came about. Why did David ask, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? Yes, because David had been promised by God that there would be a house of David. And he misunderstood that to refer that he would be building a house for God, a temple. 
But in the previous chapter, Nathan, the prophet, was told that the offspring of David would establish his house and will build him a house. And that house that David would be receiving would be his kingdom, not something built with man's hands. It says in verse 16, and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. And that's what Nathan the prophet spoke to David, that his house would be a great new kingdom. David said, For your word's sake, and according to your own heart, you have done all these great things to make your servant know them. What does that mean? He's talking about the fact that he had brought his people, Israel, out of the land of Egypt. He had redeemed them from slavery. Verse 23 goes so far to say, And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth whom God went to redeem to be his people, making himself a name and doing for them great and awesome things by driving out before your people whom you'd redeem for yourself from Egypt, a nation and its gods. And the reason, that's verse 24 of chapter 7. And you establish for yourself your people Israel to be your people forever. And you, O Lord, became their God. So that's what David is talking about. Why did... David mentioned God's deliverance from Egypt. Well, he mentioned it because that's how God made Israel his people. And that's the kingdom that David would be not only moving into, but Jesus Christ would be the final gift of God in that kingdom. And therefore, just as Israel was redeemed from the slavery of sin, so also every Christian is redeemed from the slavery of Satan, the world, and our flesh. And so this is a great example of how God keeps his promises. He said, Now, O Lord, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, establish it forever as you have said. What was that word? That word was a word that actually goes all the way back uh, to Adam and Eve, where through the serpent, God informs Adam and Eve that, guess what? There will be a savior born of the seed of Eve who will crush the head of Satan at the same time that he will be injured 
referring to the cross. And therefore, that word is promised again to Abraham. And the people of Israel, of course, were redeemed from Egyptian slavery, taken back into Canaan, and then through their king Saul, and therefore David became the second king. The land of Canaan was defeated by David because they were sacrificing children to their idols, making idols, etc. And so what God is doing is he's keeping David's house forever. What does it mean that David's house would endure forever then? It means that, yes, David is going to die. But then it says his offspring, who will, of course, be Solomon, who will build the temple, will also lead to another offspring. And that will be none other than Jesus Christ himself. In other words, with the kingdom of Jesus, which is the holy Christian church, it will endure forever. Even when Christians die on earth, they do not die totally because their spirit goes immediately to be with Jesus in heaven until the day of judgment when their bodies are reunited with their spirits and they will endure forever in heavenly bliss. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. When we come back, we will turn to Psalm 24. Why does that psalm begin with God's act of creation? Was the reformer Martin Luther innovating or in error when he added the word alone to Romans 3.28, for we hold that one is justified by faith alone, apart from works of the law? Find out in Pastor Will Whedon's column in the latest Issues Etc. Journal. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Donna Harrison details her journey to confessional Lutheranism from Catholicism, Scientism, Mysticism, and Evangelicalism. The free online Issues Etc. Journal. Just click the red journal subscription button at issuesetc.org. LCMS Worship invites you to attend the Institute on Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music July 9th through the 12th in 2024 at Concordia University, Nebraska. The theme is Songs of Deliverance, the Psalms, and the Great Congregation. Everything you need to know is at lcms.org slash worshipinstitute, and we're now accepting presenter proposals through September. Go to lcms.org slash worship institute, God's mission right where you are. Educating a new generation of Lutherans, you're listening to Issues Etc. St. Mark Lutheran Church in Waco, Texas is proud to support Issues Etc. Join us for worship and Bible study. If you're in Waco for business, college, traveling through the city, looking for a great place to retire, or searching for a church to receive Jesus' love and forgiveness, then visit St. Mark 
a century-old Christ-centered Lutheran congregation in the heart of Waco, very near the silos. The Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. Visit us at stmarkwaco.com. Many educational institutions are governed by the whims of culture and are increasingly hostile to the Word of God. In contrast, Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, provides classical Lutheran education rooted in God's Word for students preschool through grade 12. Simply put, we equip students to stand firm in the faith through solid education focused on wisdom and virtue. We offer in-person instruction as well as live online classes for remote learning. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. The Old Testament wisdom books present several pictures of the Messiah. Among them are a renewing redeemer, the wisdom of God, the son of God, the shepherd, and the bridegroom. Together they function as a gem with several facets, each which reflects the light of the Messiah in unique ways to help us see his beauty from different perspectives. We can fully appreciate the many gifts that Jesus, the Christ, has bestowed upon his people. From the Issues Etc., a book of the month for September, the Messianic Message, Predictions, Patterns, and the Presence of Jesus in the Old Testament. You can call Concordia Publishing House and order the Messianic Message, 1-800-325-3040, or browse before you buy at our website, issuesetc.org. The Messianic Message, the Issues Etc., a book of the month for September. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We are talking about David worshiping, teaching a Sunday school lesson. Tom, turning to Psalm 24, why does that psalm begin with God's act of creation? Yes, Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. This shows that God is the creator. And particularly when you move into John chapter one, it says very clearly that Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, he is the one who created all things. He is the one who founded the earth upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. And therefore, to worship Jesus is to stand in his holy place, just as David went to the Ark of the Covenant to worship, so also we have our churches, our buildings, and our worship services where we stand before God, worship him, and hear from him the wonderful good news. What does it mean to, in the psalm says, to have clean hands and a pure heart? Again, Scripture interprets Scripture. And so you just continue reading that verse 4. He who has clean hands and a pure heart means... He who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. That's a person who has been justified. And unfortunately, Adam and Eve were deceitfully betrayed by Satan 
to think that they could become like God just by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was opposed by God. And when you have those clean hands and a pure heart, that comes about again from one of David's Psalms. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And when that happens, verse 5 of Psalm 24 says, that person will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. That means he is saved from sin, death, and the devil, and heaven will be his home. David calls God the King of Glory and the Lord of Hosts. What do those titles mean? The King of Glory means that God receives his glory because he reveals to us all that he has done. He is the strong and mighty one. He is the Lord, mighty in battle. In fact, that verse begins with, who is the king of glory? And then when it continues with the Lord of hosts, that is the way the Bible refers to the angels that God is Lord over. He could have called a whole host of angels when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane being arrested, but he refused to do so because he willingly was going the way of the cross to be sacrificed for the sins of the whole world that we might be justified and saved by the work of the King of glory, the Lord of hosts. What should the Sunday school children then learn about the proper worship of God? They should learn that they are just like David, who went into the Ark of the Covenant residence area in order to worship God. And when he was there, what did he do? He bowed down, he praised God, he worshiped God, and our liturgy talks about the many things that we do when we turn to God. And in turning to God, we not only give him praise, but we hear revelation from God. And that revelation is that he has rescued us from the mouth of the lion and from the horns of the wild oxen. And therefore we praise the Lord when we worship because worship is an opportunity for us to hear the word of God. And when we hear the word of God, guess what? We lift up our heads and we sing praises to the King of glory. Finally, what's the long gospel of this lesson? The long gospel is that we ought not try to do worship on our own in 
thinking that we are worthy enough to be in God's presence. No, the law shows that we are unworthy. And that's why the gospel is so important, because there we hear that God have forgives us, which means he no longer holds us accountable for our sins. He covers me with Christ's righteousness and thereby enables me to worship him. And that is something that the Sunday school children should be looking forward to each Sunday, that they, like David, come into the presence of the Lord. And they can do that not only on a Sunday morning in church, but also at home when they hear maybe Luther's catechism being taught to them or Bible verses explained to them by their parents. This is the way that we worship God, by listening to him and believing his promises. Pastor Tom Baker hosts a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. For more information on Law and Gospel, visit the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Tom, thanks. And thank you. When we come back, it's part 10 of our series, Kids Have Questions, with Pastor Jonathan Connor. We'll take up the question of science and Christianity. Can they coexist? This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we're rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Paul visits James, Paul arrested in the temple, Paul asks to speak, Paul's story begun, and Paul's story interrupted. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. There are at least two ways to see the Messiah's presence in the Old Testament. The chief would be the Lord's messenger. Dr. Reed Lessing, co-author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for September, The Messianic Message, Predictions, Patterns, and the Presence of Jesus in the Old Testament. The second way we see the presence of Jesus in the Old Testament would be through God's glory. Learn more about the Messianic Message at issuesetc.org. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial-A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial-A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. Luther Academy provides additional theological education for our mission partners around the world, specifically pastors who are asking for additional education but do not have the necessary resources in their own church bodies. By donating to Luther Academy today, you will be supplying food, housing, books, professors, and travel for Lutheran pastors who attend our conferences. To learn more about Luther Academy and how you can donate today, visit lutheracademy.com. LutherAcademy.com. Your daily Lutheran Bible class. You're listening to Issues Etc. 
Is it hard? Yes. Will it challenge you? Absolutely. Is it a blessing from God for you and those you will serve without question? Dr. Lawrence Rast, president of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The pastoral ministry is all of these things, and that's why Concordia Theological Seminary exists to form servants in Jesus Christ who teach the faithful, reach the lost, and care for all. Men from all over the world with a variety of unique backgrounds come to our campus to receive faithful training that will equip them for the challenging but blessed work of serving as pastors in Christ's church. Learn more about studying for the vocation of pastor at ctsfw.edu or call 1-800-481-2155. Christ-Centered Worship Confessional Theology Lutheran Community, Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana.